Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on the 5 o'clock hour, 5.09 here in the station. 69 degrees and mostly sunny outside. It uh, looks like it's gone down 2 degrees with 71 before the break. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, there's tensions in um, in the GOP side of the House. There seems to be a lot of publicly public fighting back and forth. And by fighting, I mean disagreement going back and forth on social media. And it's kind of expanded. You have uh, Matt Gates, you have Speaker McCarthy, you have Byron Donaldson going back and forth on this. And it's it's uh, interesting how this is playing for, forth. And not that they don't have good ideas, and, and I've called Matt Gates out on it, on his stance on these things, because... Yes, there are great ideas, but they're not going to pass the GOP-controlled House. So why would the Speaker bring them to a vote? And I understand that was the agreement to make him Speaker, that they would do these things. But you don't bring votes to the floor to lose, because then you and your party look like an idiot. So Matt Gates put out there that we want single-subject spending bills, a vote on term limits, a vote on balanced budget amendment, full release of the J6 tapes, and stop spending money at COVID-Biden levels. Time's running out, Speaker McCarthy. This is what Representative Matt Gates puts out there. So, you know, I posted back to Matt Gates, Representative Matt Gates, great points, but in reality, a single-subject spending bill will never pass the GOP majority house. It's dead in the Senate. So don't even think it's going to go anywhere there. Term limits will never pass a GOP House. Majority. Again, they're not going to vote themselves out. They're great bills. I agree with them. But the current makeup, you don't even have the Republicans to vote for something like that. A balanced budget amendment will never pass a GOP House. The January 6th tape release will do nothing as defense attorneys could already subpoena those tapes. So, yes, it would put on a show where they could play them in the House chambers. They could play them. They could put them out on their social media to say, oh, look what we found. And full disclosure is always good, but it it makes no difference. It doesn't do anything. You have a mixed Congress. You have a Senate, uh, Democrat-controlled Senate. You have a very slim, on both sides, in the Senate and the House, a slim majority Republican-controlled House. And you have a Democrat president. The only way to get anything through is compromise. You are never going to get everything you want. You are never going to get a single-subject spending bill, term limits, a balanced budget amendment. This time, at this point, at this day and time. Now, if you had a supermajority in the Senate, in the House, and in the... uh, and in the and the presidency, you can move these things forward. They did, and they didn't move those things forward under the Trump administration. Now, they didn't have a supermajority, so there's still the filibuster. The term limits is a constitutional amendment. 
do you really think that they they have the the wherewithal to do that at this time? With only I, I think he's only got less than eight votes that he needs just to keep a majority in the House. And again, we don't have the Senate. So it goes nowhere. So these are good talking points. It makes Matt Gates sound like he's standing up to Speaker McCarthy, and it, it makes him look good to his more right-wing side of that. And I'm not saying these aren't good points. Those are all good points. I'd love single-subject spending bills. I would love term limits. I would love a balanced budget amendment. And, yeah, release all the January 6th tapes. That's fine. That really doesn't affect me one way or another personally, but it affects a lot of people because a lot of people were demonized because of that. So put all the information out there. If you want to call these people insurrectionists, if you want to compare January 6th to 9-11 in Pearl Harbor, well, then put all the information out there and let people see what it was really about. So, So let's start there. You, you wanted to call these things, you wanted to, to label it as this, the biggest attack on our, on our, on our government in, in our history. Well, then put all the tapes out there and let's see. Because just the small tidbits that they've shown shows there's some questions there. Now you have Byron Donaldson coming up with a more amicable agreement to try and get this continuing resolution through. And now you have Matt Gates attacking Byron Donaldson and Byron Donaldson and Matt Gates going back and forth on pub, in public on social media. This does the party no good. This does any of it no good. It, to Speaker McCarthy, like him or not, to his credit, he sat them down in his office and said, hey, if you have the effing votes, do it. Vote me out. Go for it. And called their bluff. A, I don't think they do. B, these issues, no matter who the speaker is, will never get through even a GOP majority in the House. He will not have who he needs to get it through. So where do we go from here? The Republicans cannot be labeled with the shut, a government shutdown. I know it sounds good. I know it sounds, but you just can't do it. Joe Biden took the heat for the last government shutdown. Because he refused to negotiate. He said, I'm not, I'm not discussing anything. It's my way of the highway. And when we got to the government shutdown, he got the heat for it. The Democrats got the heat for that. Well, now you have Matt Gates and this group in the conservative caucus that are pushing to say, no, shut it down. If we don't get what we want, you're not going to get what you want. You don't have the majority. It's a compromise or nothing. And if you say it's a compromise or nothing... And if you say, well, then it's nothing, let's shut it down, you're going to take the blame for that. You're going to be the bad guys. You can't let that happen. The only way good government works here is some kind of compromise. Now, I called out them, being the Democrats on social media, for their compromise. Chuck Schumer keeps saying that the MAGA Republicans want to shut down the government. Well, first of all, MAGA Republicans haven't been in power in three years. And... You're saying there's a bipartisan alternative. Well, what is that? What's the conservative GOP offer? What's the Democrat offer? And where's your bipartisan compromise that Chuck Schumer is talking about on social media? Let the public see that. 
Let's see that they wanted this, we wanted this, and here's where we met. It's got to be a meet in the middle, but that's not how this happens. And they go back and forth playing these games. And again, it's simple as where is the bipartisan compromise that they talk about? I haven't seen it. They haven't put out there, and you think if they did, why wouldn't uh, they publicize that? And again, here's Chuck Schumer, Senator Chuck Schumer's post today. We are days away from another MAGA government shutdown. Avoiding one will be will require the House GOP to quickly accept a bipartisan solution. Quickly accept a bipartisan solution. Instead, they are releasing an extremist continuing res- resolution bill that would cause immense harm to the American people. It's a non-starter in the Senate. Okay. Well, my response to that was, A, MAGA hasn't been in government for three years, and Democrats have both the administration and the Senate. Lay out the House and your proposal with your bipartisan solution. It's as simple as that. If that's your stance, you want to be transparent, you want to be good government instead of name-calling, and again, I, I, I love this MAGA nonsense that they go all the time. I'm sorry, MAGA hasn't been in power in, in, our, in our Congress for three years, in our administration for three years. Take, take ownership of the failure that you have now and that you say you're leading us through. Chuck Schumer. Where is the House extreme proposal continuing resolution that you say it is? Where's yours, and where's that bipartisan solution that you talk of? These are the things good government, these are the things good senators, good congressmen should be laying out there. Hey, this is what they asked for. This is what we wanted. Here's where we met. They got some things. We got some things. The government doesn't get shut down. We move on, and we try to go to the next fight. That's what good government does. That hasn't happened. Hasn't happened at all. The last time you had... Joe Biden say, I refuse to negotiate. It's my way of the highway, which gave Speaker McCarthy the upper hand. Now you have it the other way, where you have the Matt Gates-led contingent of the House saying, these are the things we want. We're not voting for anything else. And if McCarthy doesn't give us the things we want, we're going to try to vote him out, too, because these are the things we want that they'll never get passed, no matter who the Speaker of the House is. The Republicans will never get those things passed in this term, in this Congress. Where do we go from here? There is no effort, there is no movement towards good government, towards them actually compromising, laying it out to the people like you and I, where they could say, okay, here's what they asked for, here's what we asked for, here's where we're going to meet, let's move forward. And then let us decide who's reasonable, who's not reasonable, and weigh in. But they don't want us to weigh in because then it's a me- it's not a media thing. It's not a fundraising issue. It's not a demonization of the other parties. It's actually compromise, something that Washington failed to know how to do in, in, in what, a decade? We need to move forward, and we need reasonable people to move forward. Instead, we have senior citizens and babbling idiots in Washington. And people who are worried about all this other nonsense going on. It's 521 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Thank you, Rob. This Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update. 
We see some slowing on the KC Highway, Route 6 East, between Dunmore and Troop. You're dipping well below the speed limit. Construction causing some issues. 81 southbound between Waverly and Clark Summit. You can expect to go under 45 miles per hour. And it seems like a really heavy traffic getting on to 81 northbound at Wilkesbury Bear Creek. Uh, then you'll be going about 40 miles per hour as you head toward Pittston. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's a Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, a few clouds, low 48, Wednesday sunny. High 74. Thursday, sunny. High 75. Friday, a mix of sun and clouds. High 71. It's 69 degrees and mostly sunny now at 522 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 526 here at the station. 69 degrees and mostly sunny outside. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Talk about... uh, Whatever you want to talk about. The White House has been hitting uh, hitting social media. This is where less than two weeks away from the end of the fiscal year, an extreme House, now it's extreme House Republicans, are marching our country towards a government shutdown. And a poster posted back, here's what you need to know. Here's a brief overview of notable U.S. government shutdowns before 2021 stemming from budget disagreements. In 1980, Attorney General Benjamin Civiletti issued an opinion stating that in the absence of a budget, non-essential government offices must close. This set the precedent for the shutdowns to follow. And again, the way to avoid this is to have a balanced budget. You wouldn't need continuing resolutions. But then again, here's the key. They'd have nothing to fight about. They wouldn't be able to weaponize the continuing resolutions. They wouldn't be able to use this as a political ploy. If they balance the budget, I mean, how many continuing resolution votes and issues have there been in the past year? Three? Three that I think of, including this one? Maybe four? It gave them partisanship. It gave them gamesmanship. To blame each other, to point fingers, to use it to raise money, to use it to trial rile up their bases. If they had a balanced budget, which is it's their actually congressional duty to do, it's their constitutional duty to have a balanced budget. They don't do that, though. If they had one, these wouldn't be issues. And again, we could be focusing on other things, paying down our debt, doing all these other things that we should be doing, trying to look into Social Security, Medicare. But time and time again, just in this past year, three, four continuing resolution battles to threaten to shut down the government. And this takes the whole news cycle. It's what we're talking about. It's what's they're posting on social media. It's the talk of the day. And if you take that away, then they have to do other things. They'd actually have to do their jobs because their true job is to have a balanced budget. They don't. Uh, what they've balanced the budget once in my lifetime. They've balanced the budget maybe twice in your lifetime. I'm 53. 
under the Clinton administration with a GOP-controlled House, Speaker Newt Gingrich, they balanced the budget. Before that, I think it was 19... I looked it up the other day. It was before I was born. So once in my lifetime, they balanced the budget. And again, it was a bipartisan effort. Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, the Clinton administration, sat down and balanced the budget. I think it was uh, President Lindsay before that. So maybe twice in your lifetime they've balanced the budget. They are failing at their most primary job, Congress, because they want to use this for gamesmanship. They want to use this for votes. They want to use this for leverage. They don't want to solve problems, and it's government's job to solve problems. It's government's job to balance a budget and stay out of the way. I shouldn't even say solve problems. It's the problems they create that they need to solve. If they stopped creating problems, there'd be less to solve. But at their most primary function, to balance a budget, to give us a budget, they've failed miserably. And they've used this three times, four times in the past year alone. Government shutdown and continuing resolutions because they can't figure it out. And we pay the price because of that. On another note, and why we haven't don't have aliens here from outer space, we have plenty of aliens here from other nations, but uh, NASA has detected a molecule on another planet that can only be produced by life. comes from planet K2-18b and is about 120 light years from Earth. So our government, NASA, can detect a molecule in another planet that's 120 light years away, but our government can't secure our border. Didn't want to go there with it, but it kind of fell right into my lap. The space agency's James Webb Space Telescope discovered a molecule called, oh, I'm not, dimethyl sulfide, or DMS, on a distant planet, which on Earth can only be produced by life, according to a report by the BBC. On Earth, DMS is only produced by life. The bulk of the Earth's atmosphere is emitted from photoplankton in marine environments. University of Cambridge professor who led the research told the BBC. This is a planet that's five times the size of Earth with the makeup of Earth, and they've detected this molecule. Along with the discovery of DMS, NASA researchers say they have also detected methane and CO2 in the planet's atmosphere, a sign that the planet could be home to of a water of a water ocean. The planet named K2-18b is located about 20, 120 light years away and is almost, I'm sorry, nine times the size of Earth. The distant planet had already ticked all the boxes. Researchers generally look at when evaluating whether a planet could support life, including its temperature, the presence of carbon, and potentially liquid water. Again, we can determine a molecule 120 million light years away, 120 light years away, but we cannot secure our own border or balance a budget, for that matter. It's uh, 5.32 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Um, talked about this story a little bit, I don't know if it was last week, but um, this is coming. Uh, pediatrician 
It's concerned about vaccine hesitancy. Pediatrician at the Wright Center for Community Health is concerned uh, about vaccine hesitancy that persists among some parents in the post-COVID-19 era. Well, I wonder who to blame on that. The problem of children not receiving common childhood vaccines began in 2020 when most of the world was shut down because of COVID-19. That includes children not getting vaccinated, he said. For months, kids fell way behind in their vaccinations, so we had to start a process of reaching out to those families to get them in here to get them vaccinated. And again, these aren't the COVID vaccines I'm talking about. These are the normal everyday childhood and regular vaccines. I've been hesitant on um, this year's flu shot, and I've gotten the flu shot religiously. Everything about this COVID vaccine, and again, they're different. I get it. It's just me personally. And again, you should consult with your family and your medical provider in regards to your vaccine. I'm talking about me personally. I don't know if I'm getting this year's flu vaccine. And again, I've gotten it every year, even through COVID. So uh, I get when there's a hesitancy. When you go overboard and mandate things and push people to do things, they, they, they turn against you. If you just educated people and said, hey, this is what's best for you, I'm not going to force you, but it's in your interest to do it. Instead of saying, you must do this, you must or you can't go to work, you must or you can't go to school, you must or you have to wear a mask, you must or you have to do this. You can't be in this hospital facility. You can't be here. You can't have a surgery unless you prove you have this vaccine. Well, you know what? Screw you. My personal opinion. And that it, and only that. Again, I had the original variant of COVID. I got the first two-shot series of the COVID vaccine. I got COVID twice or three times after that. Twice, definitely. Possibly a third time I just didn't test, had the same symptoms. That my family had, and they tested for it not getting another one, not getting a booster, not getting a different variant. If I get it again, I'll get it again. Then I'll have it four times. I thought for sure with all my medical issues and lung issues, I would end up worse than I was with the original variant. And mind you, it was no cakewalk. It was bad. Lost my smell and taste for months. My smell to this day is not still 100%. The vaccine definitely had some effects on my cardiovascular system, in my opinion. So, yes, I understand why there are some people that may be hesitant. And it's up to them to speak to their medical providers and figure out what they want to do, what works best for them. And that's the way you should be dealing with adults and their families giving them the information and letting them decide, not saying this or else, this or that, this or you can't, because you just turn people off when you do that. And like I said at the beginning of this, well, screw you. Let's uh, go to the phones real quick. We have uh, L from Wayne County said there's a hotline for Minx. L, I got about a minute. Yes, they just gave it. It's 570-988-4211. One seven, and they said if you see the minks, to call that hotline. Well, people are seeing them all over the place, so I guess they're going to get a lot well, of numbers. They, well, they said because um, it's it's going to affect 
everybody who has any animals at all outside, chickens, uh, people are reporting that chickens are already missing and people have to, walk, you know, stay with their dogs. They can't just put them out if they have like a runway. They can't just put the dog out and, and, and then go back in the house. They have to stay with the dogs and whatever. Yeah, so, a mink can take down um, a mink can take down a, a much bigger animal, be it a, a small or medium dog, cats, no doubt. Um, mm -hmm. So it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting there and see you know the, the, these people whoever whoever is responsible for releasing them you know caused all this now. So well, I would imagine because I mean if you have seven thousand or eight thousand minks, they probably were getting ready ready to be taken for hides because they make the mink stoles that's how you get mink jackets mink mink coats is from the little minks yeah and um i mean i i heard that years ago when i was just a little little girl but i'd never seen one you know i'd never seen one i i saw mink coats but i said wow you know and and i've you know i've touched the mink coat people that i knew had them and they were they were beautiful. They were really absolutely beautiful. But I mean, that's an awful lot to have at a place. Yeah, I got to figure out how many I need for a coat. Maybe head down there and get some myself. You have a great night. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. You too. You Thank know, you. You know what's sad, Rob, is I keep thinking because of the mink stoles I've seen in my life that a mink actually looks like a big ferret. They don't look like big ferrets, though. No. No. <laughs> no. A little different. Same, you know, but you've you ever seen the family. ones with the face still on them? They have the face on the front of them. On the mink? They're, yeah, they're running around. No, I'm city. talking about the ones that you put, her, put <laughs> yes, around. Yes, I've but, seen them. No, wait. How far? They were in Sunbury where they were cut loose. All right. So, right? Yeah, it was Sunbury. How far do you think they got? Do oh. they travel that fast? Like, are, am I going to have to worry about my dog in my backyard, Nicholson, tonight? I don't think so. But I didn't if think I so. get some, I'm going to bring them here and let them go. <laughs> have them run around the, the Froggy Cares. Don't Wolf you worry. Studios. We have a promotions director who might feed them, but don't tell her I said so. <laughs> <laughs> if you catch minks, you might not want to call that number. I, I've got to find out how many I need for a coat. They don't. Are, they're not that big, are they? They're not like as big as a bobcat. No, no. I think you need. I need. Like that's six. why. That's why minks are so expensive. Because I think the coats are so expensive because you need so many of them. Seven thousand. But maybe a, a mink, loose ones. A mink pelt goes for eight dollars and fifty-five cents in twenty twenty-two. I mean pelt. Yeah. The, the, is that you, what when, I'm talking about? Well, no. When you skin the mink. Okay. That fur is a pelt. Okay. And they go for $8.50, anywhere between 8 and $15 a piece. So only the breeder minks that breed the farm minks, mm -hmm. those are the expensive ones because of the genetics that they breed them. But your everyday minks, they're not expensive at all. You probably get them for 20 bucks. So once you let them loose, they're now everyday minks, right? They're they not, are. Right, okay. Just now, checking. Now they're uh, suburban minks. <laughs> Five forty-five. Somebody's getting mad because you're making fun of this. I this know. traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet and Krispy Kreme in Clark Summit and Scranton. It looks like uh, we have heavy traffic on the, um, now I can't even talk because of you, North River Street in Plains that may be causing some delays. But the good news is no accidents to report, no major backups on any of our interstate highways. They are good to go. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. 
Tonight, a few clouds, low 48. Wednesday, sunny, high 74. Thursday, sunny, high 75. Friday, mix of sun and clouds, high 71. It's currently 69 degrees and mostly sunny at 546, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show. On WILK News Radio, it is 551, 69 degrees and mostly sunny. I, I don't know if this text message is... A joke or they're serious, but it said, uh, since when were vaccines mandated? I said, well, I, I couldn't get a surgery. I couldn't return to work at the time. I couldn't visit my children on a military base. My children couldn't return to school without one. So that's not a mandate. I mean, what do you guys think out there? You think it was forced? Yeah. I mean, if you were in a position to, uh, push back on it, you, uh, I applaud those people who could. But if I did that, I wouldn't have been able to return to my job at the time. Wouldn't be able to visit my kids on military bases. I, I needed a shoulder replacement surgery. Wouldn't have been able to get it done because they mandated I, I get it to do the surgery. So my health would have suffered. My work, my my economic status would have suffered. My children's education would have suffered. Uh, seeing my children would have suffered. So, uh, yeah, I consider that a mandate. Um, and you guys decide for yourself. Were, were a lot of you mandated to get the shot? That's uh, you know my take on that. I do have some breaking news uh, from about uh, almost an hour ago. The Temple University says its acting president, Joanne E. Epps, has died after collapsing on stage as per the Associated Press. So, uh, you know, if you have someone or are connected to Temple University... That's uh, some breaking news out of that area. Jake, I'm getting some requests for you to talk about uh, the game yesterday. So uh, what have what say you? I mean, you, you guys won, but it was <laughs> well, a br- brutal game. Yeah, and I mean, that's pretty much the way AFC North football is. No matter if it's Steelers-Browns like last night, Steelers-Ravens, Bengals, obviously. And... You know, win's a win, but it, I've been saying it for quite a while now. Nobody masters the art of winning ugly like the Pittsburgh Steelers do, and that was definitely the case last night. And this jersey right here, this T.J. Watt jersey, he is now the all-time leader in sacks in Pittsburgh Steelers history, 81 and a half, surpassing James Harrison. And I feel like last night, 26-22 against Cleveland, but – Two touchdowns, the pick six that Alex Highsmith had, the the pick six that Alex Highsmith had right off the bat of Deshaun Watson, and then T.J. Watt, the fumble recovery that he ran in for a touchdown with just a couple minutes to go. If they don't score those touchdowns, they lose that game in their own too because the offense was just so pathetic last night, pathetic. And – you you heard the chance during the game fire Canada fire Canada which is I mean he's he's a terrible offensive coordinator and the only reason that he's there is because he gave Dino Tomlin a scholarship to Maryland when their offense was ranked 70th that year but Mike keeps him and this is just part of the problem is they have to fix the offense and they have to stop they have to stop the promoting from within you know Tomlin has to stop bringing it, bringing his cronies in because I, I've heard it before, and it's like he wants to be the smartest guy in the room. And 
I don't think that that style is going to work. I mean, they got to go to Las Vegas on Sunday night against the Raiders, and they've always struggled on the West Coast against the Raiders. And on the other side, when you look at the Cleveland Browns, I was honestly, I, I was heartbroken for Nick Chubb the way that his like bended like that. And Kevin Stefanski announced that he's out for the season just like that. And you have to wonder because he had a gruesome injury like that in college back in 2015. I just hope that it's not career ending, Rob. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's terrible. You brought up something interesting when we were talking before the show today about uh, Mon- Monday Night Football <sighs> maybe being jinxed. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it, it really makes you wonder. The last three, the last three Monday Night games going back to January 2nd of last year, you had DeMar Hamlin with the cardiac arrest. You had Aaron Rodgers with his Achilles tear, and who knows if that could be career-ending. And here's Nick Chubb with the, the gruesome injury that, that he had. It's strange, absolutely strange. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and the other thing is uh, Monday Night Football is on ABC for the foreseeable future because of the, the Hollywood strike because it's usually been on ESPN since 2006. I know they had a doubleheader last week, and they're going to have another doubleheader this Monday with Eagles, Bucks, and Rams, Bengals. But, yeah, that's that's another interesting thing. What's the Thursday game this week? New York Giants at the San Francisco 49ers. That should yeah. be fun uh, if the, after the Giants' last uh, showing. <laughs> what an unreal comeback. And that's the thing. I mean, they were down. They've been outscored 60 to nothing at halftime on Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. You, you go with that and the Dallas Cowboys, and they come back to win 31 to 28. It was definitely incredible. And, you know, San Francisco, I mean, obviously they dominated Pittsburgh. Huge, huge win on the road Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams. There was nothing like a division win. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty much rolling like I expected them to. Oh, well, interesting talk from Jake in the control room, as always, Thanks on, for having me on. My, my sports expert here. It's, uh, 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. And again, if you missed the show, you can replay it back on your Odyssey app or anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. I enjoyed all your input today. We had a really good discussion today. A lot of information came out. Hopefully we do it again tomorrow. Um, like I said, anytime you want to listen to, you just uh, search the Rob O'Donnell Show wherever you get your favorite podcast. You guys be safe. God bless. We will do this thing called radio again tomorrow. See you then.